are back with another episode of Tea Day at Home with Barry and Callie. This is Barry. And this is Callie. And with us today, we have our Vice President of Human Resources for Sales, Katie Halberg. Is it Halberg or Halberg? Halberg. Well, I decided a long time ago that it was going to be Halberg and not Halberg. <laughs> but when I got married, it was um, it was an upgrade regardless because my maiden name is Human. And so I was always, for the first part of my career, Katie Human and Human Resources, which was just painful Oh, that <laughs> sucks. That's hilarious. I did not know that. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so is it, I, you said I decided Hallberg. Is it Hallberg or Halberg? No, it's Hallberg. <laughs> no, you're not sure what your last name is? It's like you should this now. But we definitely have some relatives that tend to stress the Halberg. <laughs> All right, Katie Hallberg is with us here today. Well, we'd be remiss. Is that a word? Okay. We'd be, we'd be remiss. If we didn't ask you being the head HR person over sales, like how sales are good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sales. Um, I mean, 2020 was definitely obviously a year, uh, that no one will ever forget. Um, and I really couldn't be more proud of our field sales force for, really having to just adjust uh, what they do every day on a dime. And not just this field sales force, obviously it goes for everyone in Medline that um, really persevered through this year, but, you know, being sales centric, right. And between sales and our customer service folks that had to deliver tough messages to customers that, you know, wanted essential product and what they needed uh, to get through and really to change their everyday dynamic, um, you know, so quickly to support the business. I, I really, you know, um, I'm proud of the sales force and where we're headed into 2021. I feel like Medline Field Sales is like so glamorous in my head. I don't know. I just picture like really attractive people in like really sharp suits and like like really well dressed, like like power and money and it's like the it's like the so- sexy side of Medline in my mind. I mean, maybe on awards night, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, I've been, I've had the opportunity to go on many um, ride-alongs with reps um, across different sales forces, and you know, I think one of the first ride-alongs I had, the, um, the rep picked me up and he said, "Okay, I, I have to do a change in the middle of the day for our day." And I'm like, "A, a change?" And he had two different wardrobes. He had suit tie for one customer we we're going to be going to, and then he had scrubs for a different customer that we're going to be going to. And so it really depends on who they're meeting with. Um, and so there's a little bit of strategy in that, you know, if you're um, interesting clinical or some of the, you know, if you're going to be on the floor doing certain things, you know, in that, in, in, for example, at a hospital, you're in a, you'll, you'll probably have a different attire with who you're meeting with. Mm. It's kind of disappointing. I like to keep thinking of it as glamorous. (laughs) I think I could like be a good sales rep because I feel like I'm convincing, but I don't think I would do a good job. I feel like I'm I'd be great. Hilarious. I feel like if sales is looking, come get me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Whatever, Callie. You know? <laughs> if you guys had the opportunity to get in the car and spend a day, though, it'd probably it'd be good for you, even um, for the jobs that you have now, just to kind of learn. From I think that'd be so that. fun. I would totally do it. How how is that changed? Like, are are a lot of people still able to go into places to talk to customers? Are there still people who can't? What's that look like now? 
Yeah, it's definitely a mix, right? So, and I think that's been what's been a little interesting throughout the year because you, um, you know, we've always taken the stance that first and foremost, you need to be comfortable. And if you're not, then you shouldn't have to. Anything that could be done virtual, let's, let's go with that first, right? And then obviously knowing whatever your customer's rules are. Um, and so that's really morphed, you know, over the past, you know, 12, 13 months. And so now it's definitely a mix of people. There's definitely people that are in customers' um, locations every day. And there's still, you know, those who it's, it, it, you know, um, it's challenging, especially in some of our other markets, um, with post-acute or, um, you know, some of the other uh, surgery centers are just, it really depends on the rules and what's going on in that geographic location. They want to be back in the field. They want to be back in front of the customers. That's uh, what I hear the most from the field. I'm with them. <laughs> Let's get back here. Okay, Not Katie. Though. Like, I still need to be able to like work from home sometimes and do laundry in the middle of the day, just so you know. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> Katie signed <laughs> off on it, Karen. So talk to her if you have any questions. <laughs> um, so Katie, I, we were having a conversation a long time ago and it came to fruition that you were prior to your Medline time in beef. Pork. Oh, pork. I'm so sorry. Pork. How embarrassing. Oh my God. Okay, I know I can't decide which is worse. Tell us about pork and oh, your time. Your time in pork. Yeah, it's funny when I interviewed at Medline, um, I interviewed with Karen, and uh, <laughs> most of her questions centered around asking about the, the meat process. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't decide the time if this was a strategy or this is what she just really wanted she to was know. Probably- Genuinely yeah. caring. Guaranteed yeah. she was concerned about like <laughs> pork she was eating and wanted to verify if it was clean and healthy and safe. A hundred percent. So yeah, I spent a little over nine years um, in that industry. And nine I, years with pork? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> nine I, uh, years with pork? Um, it was, yeah, it was a huge learning experience. It was definitely cutting my teeth in the manufacturing space from an HR perspective, um, which I um, will be forever grateful for because I learned a lot in that time frame. But yeah, it was a, um, you guys really don't want to know about the HR side. Though. You just want to know about the <laughs> process, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm curious, like, when you left and you came home to your husband, it was like, hi, sweetie, like, how was your day? Was he like, you smell like bacon? Like, <laughs> yeah, so most days, no, but I'm not saying if there was ever a breakdown in equipment and like there's this department called rendering, which is the grossest place on earth. And it was, I did everything in my power and I succeeded to never have to go into that one area because I don't think I would have made it out. Um, then yes, you could sometimes like in my hair, you could sometimes smell it a little bit. <laughs> no, yeah, so I when I first started, I was initiated a little bit by floor management and everything. By like they would purposefully like on paperwork and stuff they were bringing to me. Like there'd be like little bits of meat or fat or yeah. Ew! Not gonna Why? tell you that there wasn't other gross things that they used to initiate me. With. <laughs> it's disgusting. Like, it's a job or like joining a fraternity. <laughs> well, you know, it was like they looked at me as like. 
you know, everyone, this is down in central Illinois. And so anyone that grew up around, even though I grew up in the suburbs, right. But I was a city girl. And so this is their way of like anointing me into that. So, Ew. okay, wait here. Here's a very important question <laughs> to, to this day. Do you eat pork? I do. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it's not my feel favorite, but it never was. Um, but I will tell you that the process is a lot cleaner than what you may imagine, right? Like when, you know, there's obviously, you guys had Laura on last week, like, you know, quality and food safety is a major um, part of the process, you know, and, and they're you know really integral to the operation. So um, it would be a lot cleaner than what you may realize. But I went through the transformation of where they used to do, you know, basically where they stick the animal and then it, you know, drains out before it, where we went into CO2 stunning. So that was a little bit more of a humane process. So I went through that transition um, time period. So kind of difference in. So you went through (laughs) nine years of pork and then around year 10, you're like, you know what? I've got to like complete my professional portfolio. Like I've got pork. Now I've got to add medical devices. How how did you make that transition? What was that like? Um, so honestly, it was really based uh, on, on, we always knew that we wanted to get back to the Chicagoland area. Um, that was kind of the goal, my, my family's goal. So um, I was, when I started that process of knowing we wanted to transition back to the area, I was looking in like the same type of food manufacturing um, industries. And I had this moment of like, why am I, I need to, you know, kind of broaden my horizons. And that's, you know, I started to go to some, think about the companies that I thought were highly respected in the area. And that's kind of where I landed at Medline. So. Well, well, thank God you're here because you've (laughs) always been such a great HR partner to TA. So for all the recruiters listening and all the HR business partners listening, what's your kind of partnership philosophy how do you work with talent acquisition and how do you encourage your teams to work with talent acquisition yeah it's i mean it's a super valuable partnership um and you know i I used to handle high volume recruiting right where where i came from so i have an appreciation level for it as well um but uh you know coming in medline i thought it was so great that we had these dedicated teams especially this dedicated sales um recruiting team and so when I started, we had, a, there was actually a lot of concerns around recruiting and it was really kind of being built out at that time period. Um, in fact, Bill and I probably had one of the more interesting moments together because um, we both started just about, I think a month and a half apart uh, <laughs> where recruiting um, was getting blasted. Um, and we, I will never forget in this big ballroom at a manager meeting with like 300 managers, like screaming their heads off about how bad recruiting was. So. Um, really quickly it was one of those moments of kind of banding together and realizing we needed to support one another in order to be successful and so I've always looked at it is there's managers that are concerned with recruiting I'm going to be there to support the recruiter um you know for management also support management's need and it's a balance and so I always want us to kind of be hand in hand um you know trying to strategize on how we can make improvements it's funny you mentioned Bill because we uh, on our outline we added the question of like you know, who's your favorite recruiter to work with or your favorite TA partner? But then we just put, it's Bill. <laughs> it, it has to be, right? It's Bill. They're, they're thick and thin. Um, Bill's awesome. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the whole sales recruiting team is great. I partner with them, you know, a, a ton, and I appreciate all their efforts. And um, obviously, I've gotten to work in other spaces throughout the company where I partner with other recruiters. I'm getting to know Kelsey right now, um, uh, you know, on the corporate recruiting team as well. And um, I really appreciate the efforts from everyone. But Bill and I, you know, we've been through thick and thin. Well, how do you feel about Bill's new look? I love it. I love his hair. It's so amazing. I, I, I seriously think he could be cast in a live action Scooby-Doo today. Oh my God. Today. Like, I don't think there would even be a competition. He is shaggy. Yeah. It's, I just, it's so, it's so, it's, he just veered in such a different direction than whatever he used to have. Like, totally. Like, no Bill. And, uh, basic, but, you went from basic Bill to shaggy yeah it's just been such a slow fun transition to watch because i don't see him every day obviously in video so when i will i'll just be like oh my goodness he'll definitely fit it if he's doing if he's doing his um annual fishing trip he'll definitely fill uh, fit it up there oh definitely Um, if you could, um, kind of switch, you know, overnight, like magically and be an HR business partner for a different group within Medline, what would it be? You know, so I thought a lot about this one. (laughs) I mean, I've already done manufacturing, so I probably wouldn't go that space. The right answer is probably to do focus more on different corporate functions, um, but there's kind of like that challenge of operations. I would never have guessed you would say that. So I don't know. Um, e- either one of those. I'm really open to anything. I just to cut this out, but I just have to tell you guys that I've had to sneeze for like 10 minutes right now. And like it is stuck here and it like won't come out and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to so help you with that. Kelly's probably going to leave that in. No, I <laughs> I promise you I'm leaving that in. <laughs> it won't come out. Anyway, um, Katie, if you found yourself on a desert, desert island and you had to be stuck with one person, would you rather it be Al Sater that you're stuck with or Jim Boyle? And after you give your answer, we need a few sentences explaining your, explaining your answer. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've basically already been stranded with Al. I feel like <laughs> we all stranded with Al. <laughs> I mean, from our travels, we've had our share of interesting experiences. Um, but in seriousness and fairness to Jim, um, I th- I would probably choose Jim because I would have to do everything if it was Al. <laughs> True. And the worst part too, while you were doing everything, he would have to lot a lot to say about everything you were doing. Sure. Like I feel like you could be doing more with the shelter, Katie. <laughs> so I think if I wanted my life to get to be rescued, I'm gonna go with Jim um, over Al. I also think that Jim would like help you stay calm. Al would make everything worse. Like, like we're gonna Al die. Freaking out, like you'd have to you'd have to like care for Al, right? Um, which Karen will never let me forget that I 
checked a bag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we were going to be there for a week in my defense. Um, and I had a lot of suits. But anyways, um, and we're like, I have nothing. I have no toiletries. It's like 10 o'clock at night after a horrific day. And we're in Walgreens. And I'm like try, trying to buy some essentials, right? And Al looks at me. He's like, do you need blush? And I like, for <laughs> okay, my female coworker might need this. Like, I want to help her as she's like, make sure she's got everything she needs. And all he could think of was blush. Yeah, he, and he, I felt bad because he was literally like, I don't know, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my In God. his defense, he was trying. It just was too late. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen the TikTok where girls are telling their boyfriends, like, at they're in the car, and they're like, hey, can you run into Walgreens and get me rechargeable tampons? Yes. <laughs> so the guys go in and are looking and <laughs> finally, like, ask someone, like, hey, do you guys have rechargeable tampons? <laughs> oh, my God. Gotta love TikTok, man. <laughs> Well, no, I had listened to your guys' podcast to even understand it. Was it a campus one? Yes. I had not, like, done anything with TikTok until after that podcast. And now, like, I still don't post anything. Like, I'm not not ready for that kind of intensity. But I watch it quite a bit. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Julie's a big TikTok fan. Are you still famous? TikTok? No. How old are your kids? Um, Lily's 11 and Ava's 9. Which one do you like more? <laughs> it depends on the, depends on the moment. <laughs> but you Your always have a favorite at some point, right? Yeah, I don't think I could really pick that now. I know that's like I know that's a little bit of a cop out, but there is definite like things that you know I love about that each of them at certain moments, and there's definite things that I don't. <laughs> I feel like in office, you are like always so stylish and like put together. And I just feel like your outfits are always so like perfect and like match and like look so cute. Do you miss that? Are you still doing it? Like I can never see your full outfits anymore. So I'm just curious. Well, thank you for the compliment. That's really kind of you. It's, you know, a little bit fake it till you make it. Uh, (laughs) And Well, at least you know how to fake it. I can't even do that. Like, I've always trusted in the blazer because I feel like you can pull off any look with a good blazer, right? So, so I just true. keep buying those. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, no, there's probably a lot less effort in that space. It's really what I can get through the day with being comfortable sitting in a chair all day long. <laughs> yeah, but so. you find a good mix of comfort and, like, looking like you spent a lot of time putting it together. I haven't quite oh, mastered that. I look like I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is part of the problem. Well, I mean, this is just like a big old cozy cardigan, but you know. Yeah, but you're I virtual now. <laughs> now I don't even look comfortable. Now I just look like I'm ready for bed. <laughs> That's my quarantine in the look. You look great, Callie. Oh my god, thanks. I washed my hair today. So it's all very exciting. 
that's probably a help too with curly hair because it is a little. Uh, I do love your hair. I'm very doesn't jealous. Doesn't take of a lot of effort. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like this little shiplap wall you've got behind you. What What is that? Are you? Is this your lake house? This is. Yeah. This is nice. shiplap. This was a project. I love um, shiplap. Uh, we bought our little fixer upper cabin. Um, honestly, it was great timing because um, we bought it like in August of nineteen. So it was kind of like right before everything. And like the big question when we were buying it was like, are we really going to use it? Uh, <laughs> which we have a lot. Spoiler but, alert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we um, are, uh, have been, you know, doing a ton of projects. So the whole uh, basement was not finished and that's, this is where I'm at now. So this has been. Like, are you doing the projects? Like you made the wall and you painted it? Like you're a DIY girl? Well, my dad is, so um, nice. Mr. Human, um, Mr. Human. <laughs> is Ben, my carpenter, and I'm his little apprentice that he just tells what to do and then I do it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of Medline, like high up Medline people have like Wisconsin second homes. And so I feel like that's how in Medline, you know, when you've really made it. <laughs> well, where this cabin is, um, it, we've had like generations of family um, that have lived uh, oh, cool. on this lake. So yeah, so our fa- my parents who still owns my grandparents um, home with all of his siblings is literally, you know, 20 houses down from me. So I've always kind of had this goal of purchasing a place to have our own because now there's 13 kids that are in this other house, which I, like, again, going back to my being stubborn and, and headstrong, I was like, <laughs> not working for me, doing, doing my own thing. Deuces. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I've been looking for like 10 years. Uh, wow. Because you have to, you know, a lot of the houses were all small cabins for a long time, but you know, then other to your point, other people that have a lot more financial means than myself knock them down and build million dollar homes, and that ain't ever gonna happen for me. So <laughs> uh, you have to be like really strategic and like on top of it to kind of find those like little diamonds that you can that are rough, but you can um, make them to what you want. So that's the goal with this place. Could you see yourself retiring there, or is it just more of like a yeah, yeah, yeah? I mean, I love the area. It's like you know. It's, uh, it's Stone Lake, which is like outside of Hayward, which more, more people are, know that area, um, more specifically, but, uh, yeah, I definitely could do the small town life. I think living in central Illinois back when I was, you know, in the meatpacking street kind of, uh, back with pork changed that pork. Yeah, for me. So I yeah, feel like it's all the winters, weird so. that Barry and I haven't been invited, but like, <laughs> We should make that on the right. list. Yeah, I feel like that's something that's going to be crucial I mean, here. Or, like, you know, if you wanted to just, like, buy a second home and give us that one. Oh, yeah, that awesome. sounds great, too. Well, I, I can't Julie's place? DIY it at all. No, we don't get invited anywhere. Nobody <laughs> likes us. We. What's the point of working at Medline with people who have some homes if we can't come? I know. You guys are all so selfish. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, mine's pretty far. I'm six hours. Everyone else is like... Six yeah. hours? Well, we'll come and stay for like two weeks then. It's pretty Yeah, hard. I would not come unless I was invited to stay for a month. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're maybe far Maybe Mr. Human can build us a cabin up there by you. Like a little tiny house. Is Mr. Yeah. Human into tiny homes? We uh, can have a tiny no, house no. on your property. Well, no, no you wouldn't be invited, Barry. I'm talking about myself. Oh, I thought you said 
like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You're not invited in my tiny home. Okay. We could eat, have, can we have each of our own tiny homes all, like next to each other? Sure. No. Okay. I really so like your that. your willingness to say yes. I feel like that's a good sales technique. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need. Yep. Whatever you want. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's a room above the garage. You guys could like make that like your own little dorm. Oh, perfect. That's kind of fun. And by you guys, you mean me. Um, so what is the best piece of career advice you ever received? And it doesn't have to be at Medline. I mean, honestly, (laughs) you know, I think understanding the importance of building relationships isn't about being political, right? It's really about learning other aspects of the business. Um, because the more you understand how everything, you know, kind of intertwines, I just think you're, you become more knowledgeable and you understand the impact of the decisions you make. And so, um, I, I just think that, um, has been good advice that I, I've had advice I would give is I think, don't be afraid to take on a project that you don't have the experience or the knowledge, right? Like it's just going to, you know, it will better you in the end because you're just going to learn so much more. And I just think it's, it makes you more effective um, and more valuable to the organization. So you should, I think more people should jump at some of those other opportunities um, instead of kind of holding back and, and don't wait to be asked, like say, that's something I'm interested in. What would you say to someone who, you know, that, that kind of instinct doesn't come as naturally to them. You know, maybe they're more of an introvert, not always the first to raise their hand and say, I want to do this. Like, what would you say to those people? Yeah, like someone like Callie. Just say. <laughs> well, I think you, you have to be a little strategic and, and intentional, right? And thinking about what are things, like, do you see gaps, right? Like, if, you're, if there's something that you, you want to bring forward, like, what, really, what are some of those gaps? And the, the exact project you come up with may not be the project that gets chosen, but there may be an offshoot of that, right? So I think having, one, if you have those relationships, right, you're able to start to have some of those conversations to say, I really see, like, I think this is where we can make an impact, and these are some of my ideas, and you can start having those conversations, and they'll connect you with the right people. Um, so it doesn't have to be, like, you throwing your hand up and you know, in a meeting or yelling in Zoom, like, I want to take that on, right? I think you can actually kind of drive that. And so um, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity. That's honestly what I think the best thing about Medline is, is it, it's such a different company and atmosphere. Like, those relationships will really allow you to um, make an impact. And, and we, we, are, we allow a lot of creativity in that space. I think you make a good point. Like, obviously, relationships is a big part of Medline and people's success at Medline. What would you, from an advice standpoint, say to someone who's maybe started off on the wrong foot with an important relationship, whether it be, you know, cross-functionally or on their team or with a peer? How, what are the steps you would take to kind of turn that around when you, you know you're, it's not going well? <laughs> I mean, you just got to kind of swallow your pride, right? I think you got to own it and say, and I had this moment um, at Medline a a long time ago um, and where you kind of had to say, like, we really got to work together and I want this to be productive. And I think by just having some open dialogue, you know, and be able to kind of work through that, um, you know, is important. Now, if the other party isn't interested in that, I know that's a little bit more challenging. And so 
I would say don't give up on it, right? Like keep going back, keep, you know, it is a little bit of like, you know, kill them with kindness kind of factor because if you, you know, understanding what relationships are important and what are going to be, you know, blockers in terms of your success, you just, you kind of got to understand that um, just don't give up on it. And eventually there's going to be some type of common ground that you can work through, so... Yeah, this is very helpful. Can you come to all, give us some pep talks like once a week? I think we could use them. Can you do an all TA like webinar? Teach us how how to be better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I have to <laughs> sure. These are also things I have to coach myself on too regularly. Right? There's a lot of self talk going on. <laughs> so you were um, a guest who did not want to come on necessarily, and were very nervous. How do you feel now that we are wrapping up? How bad was it on a scale of one to ten? It wasn't bad at all. <laughs> um, and I appreciate uh, both of you and your teacher. We went easy on you. We went, you we did. went easy on you. You did. Well, now we'll have to see if the viewers found this <laughs> to be enjoyable. Who do you think, wait, this is a good question. Who do you think we've been the toughest on? Like from a question standpoint. Like we really put on the spot. I'm trying probably to think. Alex Lieberman or Jim Piggott probably. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think you had a. I mean, you had a lot of questions for Jim Pickett. Um, that, you know, so and I, I thought that was a really good podcast. I enjoyed that one. Is that the only one you listened to? <laughs> <laughs> I listened to one. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, the, Al's is still funny because I think Al wanted to run the questions versus answer your questions, and that, that one I got. There were things he wanted to make sure he could say in all of his bits. Thanks so much, Katie, for coming on our show. We're so glad that you're here and overcame your fear of podcasts. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm glad I was able to conquer this one. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Deuces, Barry.